Hey everyone, this is Christian Joel Ramos, the podcast mercenary, back at it again, the Puerto Rican powerhouse, the Mike for Hire, and it has been one rough, long week of social isolation. That's the new term of the month. So luckily, podcasting is my safeguard for this stuff, so let's get back into it. And what is today's review? But none other than episode 5 of season 1 of Lost in Space. Now, I know I've taken a hiatus from doing reviews of the show, and the reviews are going well. It's just, you know, I find that it's hard to find a time of day or night or whatever to record this thing and really get deep into it. So I'm just going to give my highlights because I don't want to like break down the episode as it goes. I just want to tell you what I've seen from it. <clears throat> so without further ado, let's start it off. We have an opening credit. A cold open, that is, where Dr. Smith is out at night encountering a predatorial beast. And she is nearly killed. A near miss. And this thing is similar to, like, a giant um, saber-toothed tiger-like being. But I couldn't make out because it was so dark. A little bit lizard-like, but whatever. So we get the opening crawl. And Mr. No, I'm sorry. Mrs. Robinson is surveying the area because that's what doctors do. Especially when they crash landed into a nicer area. They have, you know, they're trying to like see what's going around them and all that stuff. So then we get a flashback from her memory of um, Will in an incubator. And she feels guilty for some reason. So something of a premature birth probably that she's reliving. Like she's having those motherly um, memories of when her kids were little. And all they've gone through over the years. So we go on to our Judy and Penny. What are they doing right now? Well, they are currently talking about boys because they're teenage girls. Why not? In the supply closet. And Mrs. Robinson is eavesdropping on him. Overhears him half smiles and goes on. She's like, you know, kind of relieved that they're having a normal conversation like teenage girls would have. And then we go on to where Dr. Smith is approached by Mr. Robinson. Talking about Victor's uh, speech and how... He's trying to pump up the, um, the the team, blah, 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 and, you know, that kind of moment. And then, then we have a moment where a Mr. Robinson wants to help Mrs. Robinson. Oh, wait. <clears throat> and I quote, built a light tower high enough that can become a beacon to be seen so the uh, mothership can see where they are, kind of like a SOS, like a signal flare. Big enough where, you know, a spaceship can see a planet, obviously, so... So we got Mr. Robinson wants to help out Mrs. Robinson. They're interrupted by the team uh, for the mission that they have to go on. She sets off on her mission and she tells him to watch the kids. Like, I got this. I don't need you to watch my back. I'm all set. And spends lost time with them. So she guilt trips her ex-husband or current husband or it's complicated into watching their kids so they can actually reconnect. Which is tough because he's been in the military um by choice away most of their i guess uh recent years i guess so they're coming of age years so it's gonna be an awkward um reassessment i guess of you know being a dad so then we have um she wants to tell will about the robot all right so dr smith is trying to influence will by planting more seeds asking about his robot she wants will to tell him about the robot she's interrupted by the survivor, who she abandoned, I be, I forgot his name, I think it was Matt. So this is the moment I was waiting for, because they got found out a couple of days apart, 
And she left him for dead. She left the other engineer for dead. She thought she never would see this guy. And oh my God, did she see a ghost? That was funny when Dr. Smith was confronted by her own uh, karma. And she's like, I got to quickly spin this so he doesn't think I did it on purpose. She's playing an act like, oh my God, it's great to see you. Yeah, right. He's he's not buying it one bit. He already knows what this woman is. She's cutthroat. She's not to be trusted. And you know what? Whatever he says is a bunch of lies. So I'm just going to give that face of like, mm, I'm listening, but I don't believe you. So you can stop fronting, lady. She is caught in the corner, makes up a bunch of lies to cover up her thing, saying, oh, my pendant, my religious pendant protected you, blah, 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 blah. She even goes on to say, oh, our bags could have been switched by accident. I'm so sorry. I didn't notice. So after the fact, yeah, come on. No matter what you say, it's not going to be believable because she abandoned them and that's the way it is. He's not stupid. So we have Dr. Smith trying to influence young Will. She's caught in her lie. And then we have Matt. Oh, it is Matt. I wrote it down good. Matt doesn't trust a doctor because she knows she's BSing. Mrs. Robinson, though, is setting up a parachute that the wind takes her as she almost falls off a cliff but survives. So I guess she's trying to set up a giant parachute so she can go up in the air. Not a typical parachute we have to follow up a plane, but I guess it's going to propel herself up so she can uh, recon or see what's around the world. And um, But she's wearing a space suit, so I'm assuming this is literally like a deep space, like... Um, like a satellite is launched into space or whatever. But, you know, with more modern tech, because in this world, everything is super sci-fi. So Mrs. Robinson setting up her parachute. And then you have a flashback to when she was motivating her kids about something specific. Like, I don't know, I guess the mission or whatever. About taking them into the entry exams for the shuttle mission, that is. Weighing the pros and cons of staying on Earth and living in normal lives. Or adventuring to deep space and adventuring with her mo their mother. It's a cute scene setting up the kids and their individual personalities and their lack of confidence and how they were before they got into the mission. So now we go back to Judy. So Judy's in the basement and um and finds Matt. And um let's see here. So Judy's in the basement, finds Matt, accidentally elbows him and breaks his nose out of like self-defense awareness. Like guess he's trying to I don't think he purposely tried to sneak up on her, but he just caught her off guard and she gave him a, a good one and um she's a doctor so she brought put it back in a place for him and she's asking him about their adventures of angela and brings up dr smith and this is the point where everything comes out where now judy knows that dr smith is a you know a lying conniving snake and not to be trusted so they're both like okay so now that we both know this because you know these two details don't really mix i'm gonna keep an eye out on this doctor and see where this goes so, Judy is asking about that. He brings up Dr. Smith. They're having this, like, you know, moment of clarity. So now Mr. Robinson and Will are having their father and son moment in a big tower outside where, you know, it's pretty much like he's trying to understand his son and what the likes and his dislikes are and, like, where he is in life and all that stuff. So, it's, you know, it's a, it's a cute moment where he's trying to open up his, you know, preteen son's uh, vocabulary and see what's going on with him inside. So Will is asked about the robot, and Mr. Robinson is promising never to leave him and not miss any more Christmases or birthdays and make up for lost time, like really setting the tone that he's going to be there in the picture no matter what. <clears throat> so Penny is trying to flirt with Victor's son, and she's very into this kid. And we got this from the, you know, the moment that they met. They, she had like a look in her eye, like she found them you know, to be cute or whatever. But he's so like stuck in his dad's... Um, 
to be his dad's perfect son. He's not paying mind that girls are actually noticing him. Like, he has no self-awareness so that, you know, the women find him attractive because it's all about the mission and impressing your dad. And I get he's a leader's son, so he's got to set a certain standard. So this is the part where I'm like, okay, but this kid's got to open his eyes, man. You got to still be, you got to still live life. Even if it is in space, you got to live life. So Willis asks about the robot. Penny's trying to flirt. And the leader's son asks Penny about the robot and sees, uh, wants to see see it. And that their parents um, don't know about the whereabouts. So we got a, we got a, like a, a moment where like, it's come out that the other team's leader knows because the son can't keep a secret and it's time to fess up and show us what the hell's going on. So Dr. Smith is lying her ass off trying to save face in front of Judy because now Judy's trying to confront her about what's going on. And this is the point where I'm like, okay, so something's going to happen. I think Dr. Smith's going to like knock her out and run away. But she smoothly, you know, it's just something more of like, you know, almost like Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Like, he's just weaseling his way. Like, she's weaseling her way out, right? And then Judy is not buying any of her lies and sees that and has to regroup herself. So the beacon is lit and it's super successful, but now Dr. Smith escapes. I don't know why if they finally put this beacon up. Like, is she afraid of being arrested? Apparently she would be. So she'd rather take the chances of trying to survive in this alien... A feral alien planet than dealing with a prison sentence for um, attempted no for murder. Yeah, she murdered the guy because she she dropped him off in space. So she knows she was she would face maybe an execution because there are no laws in space. They're trying to set up an actual government. So it's like okay, uh, I don't know what the consequences are because there's no rules. So there go anything could happen. I don't want to take my chances and I get it from her perspective. But she better pack some uh, some heat if she's gonna survive in a foreign world and. Hopefully settle in a, an abandoned ship where she can just, you know, set up base or something. But eventually she's going to have to start hunting and, you know, planet's hunting her more than she can defend herself. So I think she desperately wants this robot to be her bodyguard so she can go out and not even depend on any humans. That's the whole point. She wants the robot to be in her control. So Dr. Smith rats on Will to his dad. Mr. Robinson confronts Will about keeping secrets, even though they just had a father-son moment, tender moment of clarity, and Will's a really bad liar because his face just gives away. He has no poker face, and he's just there like, oh, dang, you got me. And yeah, so he confronts Will about keeping secrets, and then the beacon attracts these giant lizards. I guess that's where they were in the beginning of the opening credit, the cold open. It was these predatorial, like, saber-tooth-sized giant lizards that are attracted to light. And the beacon collapses and chaos erupts within the actual base outside, right? And everyone's hiding in the shadows from the beast. And it becomes like a horror episode or like a Jurassic Park where they try to hide from the raptors. And everyone's intense. And, and it's like one moment where the tent breaks and you thought that Penny was gone for it. But it was actually our dad, Mr. Robinson, with a, with a combat knife. They cut the tent open because he saw the giant lizard things. And he took her out in time so she can survive. And it was like a crazy moment. And then... Here's where, you know, Penny being cornered to see if her dad was really like, you know, like the tension-filled climax of the episode. But as the Robinsons are about to be attacked, the robot arrives and saves the day. And the whole base now sees the robot for where he is. Like, this whole time, they're trying to figure out where's the robot, who's the robot, who's controlling it. Like, everyone wants to know about the robot. And he makes his return. But Will asks it to go feral on purpose because that's the only way it's strong and able to combat these horde of giant lizards. So, like... 
it's like, yes, you go back to how you were when you were the actual threat on the damn mothership. Like, come on, man. Like, this is the... Now they're going to see the robot for what it was. And who were... Those people up, up in the uh, mothership, a lot of them could be right here in this very moment, you know, who actually have gone through so much when they crash landed. How are they going to react when this robot is exactly how it was when it was up there? But luckily, the robot goes back to normal because Will has this control, like, kind of like bond with it. So it goes like, you know, super mode, jet with the with the multiple limbs and, like, demolishes the lizards. But um, everyone's afraid it's going to kill Will. But no, Will was able to calm it down in time. And now the robot is not feral. But how do you explain this whole thing to this group that, I mean, even your own family there's just so much going on in this episode where i know the next episode is probably a trial where they're like kick the robinsons out or something because this is where it's like oh snap this is the turning point of the season this is episode five out of eight episodes so i know it's going to be the next three episodes are going to be a huge build-up or the next two because the finale will be the big climax and they'll probably end in a cliffhanger because it's an netflix series let's be serious actually any series in general and that's good you want to keep people interested and i'm glad i waited a while to see this because the anxiety would have gotten to me and season two is already out so i'm excited to see where this is going so this whole episode was just like a bunch of like little things happening leading to a big moment and this is the big reveal where the robot is sought out by both teams and i mean granted the family knows about it but he was he apparently just miraculously disappeared right so like the parents are like, where do they go? And they're like, oh, it must have went off somewhere. Their parents didn't buy that one bit. And I don't understand what the purpose of hiding the robot. Yes, you're hiding it from the B team, team B or whatever. But you could have left it on your ship and somewhere like in lock and key or I don't know. Whatever they could have done. They should have just confessed that they have a freaking murderous robot that they can use as a weapon to defend against, you know, alien uh, predators that are trying to kill them and eat them. So this is a fun episode, and you know what? This review is pretty short because it was pretty straightforward. This is a lot more action than um, than con in context, yes, but the script was pretty much like boom, boom, boom. There wasn't much, I don't want to say depth, there is depth, but it's just more straightforward. And I like episodes like this where they give you so many things that are linked to that one thing in the end. So it's not like you're splitting off, you're actually more... Um, branch not branching out, but more coming in, funneling in where the story actually has a point. And that's how the show started. It was very spread out. Everyone was spread out. And slowly you get everyone together. All the survivors. You get all the families and everyone in one huddle. And now this is where tensions rise. And where viewpoints change. Like in the show Lost. Like just finding survivors is cool. But then it became like a mutiny. Of like, you know, uh, like the show Survivor. Of who you're going to kick out of the, the team. Because of uh, different ideal views. So this is going to be a fun one to see on episode six but thank you for listening to this episode of the cjr media reviews of season one episode five a lost in space netflix original show and i hope you guys enjoy this um excuse my raspy voice but it's you know i've been fighting a cold i guess for a month it feels like and no i do not have the coronavirus um i was tested for it to be honest i feel great i don't have a fever i mean god bless i've been pretty good i'm one of those quote-unquote essential workers so i gotta, gotta pay the bills but i'm good i just change of weather i call it the change of weather throat um it's not even like burning it's just like you know phlegm build, build up i guess you can say so once the weather gets a little nicer it's nice today but once it gets a little bit nicer it'll completely go away so i cannot wait so i can have a nice clear voice to give 
you people who are listening to these podcasts because you deserve better. I don't know why I just got into like an Eastern European accent. That was pretty funny. So anyways, thank you for listening. Um, Stay tuned to the next one. And as always, uh, stay safe. Please stay safe. Stay indoors. If you're in a quarantine country, please follow your protocols. You know, buy groceries, get your medicine, but please stay safe. And thank you all for listening. Take care.